Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks. That's betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the Amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener, Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in Holbein, Ground, and even Evil Single Serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code BEZIXPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to bonescoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Like so many of you, we battle depression through life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing we could rely on to get us through the tough times we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, share our stories through songs and lyrics, interview musicians and other artists, break down genres, deep dive into band biographies, and much, much more. This is the Woodward Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley, James Cox, and Amanda Dolan. Actually, actually right. was like, here we go. You know, I was... <laughs> 
I was going to get like a real nice chair for myself, and then I, and then it was like this gaming chair that was like basically two hundred dollars cheaper than every other chair I wanted. Yep, and, it, and it's super comfy. And the arms go up, so when I play guitar, it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah there you go. These, yeah. these are nice chairs. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. In my in my office, I have one of those crisscross chairs that are deep enough that you can like cross your legs, and there's no arms. And oh, nice. There you go. I love that. This is just a boring office chair, but <laughs> the gaming chair is too much. It's I, I, I don't know what to do with it. So, <laughs> all right, y'all. Okay, y'all. Tim Blake, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, man. Here we go. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. My name is Blake Brosley. Uh, we got James Cox and Amanda Dolan here, of course. But also, we are joined by two guests uh, on uh, this episode. We've got Robert Paul and Tim McGeary. Tim is a, a, a returning guest. Um, and sadly, I was not able to sit in on that episode. So I'm very excited to talk to you, Tim. But before we get into uh, these fellas here, we're going to give you guys brief uh, little rundown of who they are and what they've accomplished. So Robert Paul over here on the lead guitar played in the uh, Johnny Van Zant band for 15 years, touring all over the U.S. and Europe. He wrote 20 hit songs for the uh, Johnny Van Zant band, uh, which include Who's Right or Wrong, Coming Home, Standing in the Darkness, Love Can Be So Cruel, Only the Strong Survive, Yesterday's Gone, and more. Uh, Robert Paul is from Jacksonville, home of Leonard Skinner, 38 Special, Almond Brothers, Molly Hatchet, and the Johnny Van Zant Band. Johnny Van Zant Band. There we go. I'll get it. Um, <laughs> he has a background that includes orchestra performance uh, and learned and uh, has been trained by many styles, including jazz, rock, Spanish, and uh, and country. Uh, and then also we got Tim McGeary over here based uh, in uh, Florida, having toured with the likes of Roxy Music, Duran Duran, Billy Idol, The Cure. Oof. There we go. So I'm talking about Simple Minds. Uh, Tim McGeary has now started gaining a name for himself as a solo artist uh, with his previous track receiving uh, worldwide radio play and having some of his songs featured on hit television shows such as Smallville, One Tree Hill, and Glory Day. So everybody, welcome. Welcome back, Tim McGeary, and welcome, Robert, to the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks, sir. Great. Awesome. Thanks for having us again. We're, we're glad to be here, for sure. It's great. Well, uh, this is James Cox. Boys, I'm, I'm, I'm under the weather right now. Super sick, James Cox. Super sick, James Cox. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Tim, thank you so much. Thank you so much for reaching back to us. Um, can you tell us why you wanted to come back on? Did I? I mean, like, because because well, you are the very first interviewee I've ever had that I that actually wanted to come back on, like like out of the blue, you know. Well, I I, I like I like what you do. And I, you know, I believe in like, and I know you had a few disabilities and stuff, but like, I like that you come on and, you know, and you do your thing and it's great. And, um, and I have, we have a new project that uh, me and Robert is together. It's like the Robert Paul band. I'm, I'm the new lead singer. Sweet. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, so Robert and I, we were introduced by a friend of ours, Mike Kinnaman up in Nashville. And, um, and he said, you know, he told me about Robbie. So, and he's wanted me to get together and we wrote some songs and, we wrote a few songs before, but then we sort of got and and we had and they were pretty good, you know. But like nothing that blew our hair back. But you know, we was, right. we were working on stuff, and then uh, he came. So then he said, "Let's let's really let's do this." So he came down to my house, and uh, in the last three four years, I've been really working on my studio chops. You know, um, when COVID hit, uh, like I, I I was going to Nashville about for about eleven twelve years. You know, every three months, 
but then like all the places we used to write are closed. So I said, okay, so what I did is did Zoom stuff, but I got to, you know, get a studio together. And so I had some really good friends like Chaz Sanford and Ray Nesbitt, you know, these are guys are serious, you know, Chaz has got, is a major hit person and, um, and a great studio engineer and producer. And um, they gave me a lot of hints and a lot of studies. So I really worked on my, in my chops. So by the time Robert come down, I actually sort of knew a little bit what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, and we got together in a room and we just sort of like, you know, we put it together and, you know, um, it was really organic. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes when you could these co-writes, it's like, you know, oh, but this was this is really good. We relaxed. We had a good time. We laughed a lot, you know, but then, you know, we got down to it and we really, you know, we said, let's get the best product. So. Uh, yeah, and this is the first album I've produced. I've done a lot of singles, you know, for like other people, like, uh, you know, Samir Prentice, Leah Graves, Leo Alonzo, uh, Missy Balsam, you know, and some other people that I'm working with um, right now. And But this is our first album, so I was really proud of this. And um, we got in some really good uh, players. Uh, David Johnson on bass, he used to play with the Neville Brothers. Um, uh, Daryl Nutt, drummer, phenomenal pro drummer. And then my friend Ray Nesbitt, who's like really, he's been doing this way longer than I have. So what we did is like he helped us do a little mixing and tweaking at the end. And man, I just like, you know, I mean, I know I put, you know, it's like one of those things like, you know, where the songs come from? I don't know, man. Sometimes it just sort of, you know, they fall, you know, just like, (laughs) I want to tell you, like, I have this great, but, you know. (laughs) In and out, right? Yeah. But sometimes I think they're gifts, you know, and, um, but like, yeah, so me and Roger, we had a good time, you know, and uh, he did, uh, well, I'll let him say something now, because I know I'm a big talker. I'm Irish, you can't help it, you know, so. Well, he's, he's so uh, elegant when he talks. It's, uh, <laughs> people listen when Tim talk, not so much me. I, uh, <clears throat> Tim, and, you know, you know my background, and I've, uh, I've had a lot of great producers, Al Cooper being one of them. And uh, the thing that about Al Cooper that, some of the other producers were weren't able to do is uh get stuff out of me that's uh not not very evident so to speak that in other words right. i have a certain style and like most guitar players i like to play fast and you know and and play try to play within the music but tend to overplay for lack of a better <laughs> word we'll just call it that <laughs> we call it the we call it the Van Halen syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord! Anyway, so he he has this uh, unique ability, Tim, and uh, to just pull stuff out of you. Like he already has this bigger picture of what he wants, and I'm uh, I'm one of these guys that uh, once I hear stuff. I can uh, come up with ideas and suggestions to move the song along or move it to a different place. Right. I like to, uh, I like to surprise the audience like Tim does and not always place the obvious, but, but anyway, back to the question is that's the thing with Tim. He is, makes it like, you're not recording. You're just sitting around talking to your friend and then he hits the tape. (laughs) He starts recording that kind of thing. Gets you in a, a frame of mind that you're not stressed or worried about, oh, mm-hmm. God, if I don't play this right, I'm screwed. Right. right. I mean, the thing is, you know, like uh, for me, if you sit there and browbeat a musician, you will not get the best out of them. 
you just won't. Right. they'll just they'll they'll shrivel up and like you, you won't get the best and so sure. the thing is in and and me and Rob and, and it was the communication of saying like what we're looking for you know like we, you know what do we want to do with this song what you know when the lead break comes in where, where we want it to go it needs to start somewhere go somewhere lead into something you know what I mean I mean we had like and we you know we do some leads you know and go and, and the, what the word was that was unfortunate <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean you need to do over but but the thing is he knew it too he's like okay I I can do better than that and so he would he'd work out then we get that one and it's like oh that's the one. Don't change a thing, you know, oh, the tone was perfect. Right. Just, it was right on. So, you know, boom, that that's the keeper. And um, so, and, and and we just kept on working at it. Like, it was funny because there's this song on there, Kicking Down the Road. I don't know if you could have heard that one, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, and he does slide. Well, you know, so he was going through some leads and I said, it's just not nasty enough. I need like nasty. I want, he's mad, you know, <laughs> and like, and, yeah. you know, and, and there's something about a slide, man. It's like, you know, yeah. so. Well, he doesn't. He never really played slide on the record. You know, he's. Oh, uh, he come on, play. tell the truth. I don't play slide at all. Okay, all right. But <laughs> but he did have, and I said, well, why don't you try it? And he killed it. It was like, yeah, I do now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do now. It, and it, and it was great because like it was like now he's like, well, look at me. I'm a slide player. <laughs> okay. I, he just added something Ugh. to the rep on my on oh, my yeah. resume. Slide so on my player, resume yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, you never turn back now. <laughs> never turn it. back. No, so, I've gone psycho thing. with it. You know, I've, just I've it. forgotten how to, I go to bed with this on my finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, oh. I mean, we you, you experiment. You just keep on pushing yourselves, you know, to make the best yeah. stuff. And and the thing is, the reason why I brought those other, you know, like Ray and stuff at the end to help me, like you know, sort of do some extra mixing. Because you know, I get down like a certain point, and then I know he's a real. He's got great ears, and he just like he'll he'll mm -hmm. let's let's tweak this one, tweak that, small tweaks here and there. But then what happens is you get a great product at the end. You know what I mean? Everyone, it's like sort of funny because you know, you know, when you get people that you know like that, you know like oh I, you know this is my record like and they go, oh okay let me hear it. and they go then I get this thing like man like that sounds good <laughs> like. Like, yeah, well, yeah, uh, that's what we're going for. Just saying, you know, so they're in shock. They're just they're like, shot. they're in shock. That sounds well, good. You're like, what? I know. Robbie's, what the heck? Robbie's known to be a shredder, you know what I mean? And he can shred yeah. like with the best of them. So, so after I slowed him down a little bit, and you know, we did the best and we get better. His friends are going, like, Well, who played lead guitar? It's yes, like, no, that was me. What? No, that's what? not what? you, man. That's not your thing. That's what I know. It's not my thing, but it, it is, is now. now. It is now. <laughs> it is now. So, but you know, the thing is, like, you know, it's, it's great when you can work with somebody and you have that organic thing that works. You know what sure. I mean? That's all I can yes. say. It's it's organic. It's not like it's not push and pull. or not like you know. And plus, I have my own studio, and since I'm co-writing and stuff like that, you know, I'm not charging them by the hour. Not yet. So, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> no. Not yet. No, we, no. Not yet. Not yet. So yeah. no, but there's so there's like the thing of like you know we're not like oh, under the gun like you know hey we're paying 120 bucks an hour for this thing man you got your shit together. Excuse You're my right. French. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. It's a family oriented talk show. Sorry. He was the lead singer. I was the lead singer. Now I'm fired. Gone. Oh, didn't work out. So, uh, yeah. but that's, so I mean, uh, and we have some favorite, like the, uh, so we opened up with, uh, 
you got you praying you know seems and that seems to be uh, like it's, yeah. it's getting really, it's getting really good Curriculum. and then the next one we're coming up with is when love comes around and, yeah. and that's yes. like, that's I wrote that for the, I wrote for the girl Sandra because I got five yes. sisters and two I... daughters. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing is, you know, the I, the chorus like you know it's like it always comes easy when it's right from the start and just let's like a stray bullet go straight to your heart. You didn't see it coming, but you're ready for it now because somehow, some way, love comes around. You know, oh, and that's it's so a, visual. And, oh yeah, and it's just and yeah. the thing is, well, that's <laughs> I you know when when I, when I was in. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just so my my partner and I, he and I met it's kind of like a by accident, not by accident, but right. we met not looking for anything other than just maybe a date. And I wasn't so sure because yeah. he started the date off by shaking my hand. And I was like, OK, well, let's see how <laughs> this is going to go. Um, Bye. But uh, it was it was just like that. Out. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the story of how he shook my hand at the beginning of our date. And I was like, well. I guess that's not oh, the way that's he's on here. No, Which no, he, he no, he's in the other room. Um, but, uh, but no, it's that it's like, neither of us was looking for a relationship. Right. We weren't, you know, we were just kind of freshly out of marriages. Right. Um, and we didn't think that it would so find us. And then all of a sudden it was like, we weren't looking and it just, I mean, within an hour, I was like, this is the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. Right. Don't tell oh. him that it'll get yeah. like he'll yeah. get a big ego about it. Yeah. Like I know I'm well, awesome, but well, how I met my wife, I was like I was in we were in Pennsylvania. We had where a band was going down there. It's called Neighbors and Allies, and um and my I mean the guy uh he came from this town Yardley, and his so he knew the owner of this restaurant, the Yardley Inn, and it was Mother's Day, and one of the cooks called out. So this guy was frantic to get somebody in the kitchen, and so so he calls. He goes, "You know anybody that cooks?" And I go, "Well, I cook." I can do broiler or stick, you know, like if saute or, you know, as well. And he goes, I need a broiler guy. I go, sure, I'll come in. And my wife was waiting tables. And I saw her that night, you know. And of course, she's saying like, well, what what attracted you to me? And I went, well, every time you walked away, I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and boys, you know what I'm talking about. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been married. Oh, yeah. We, we met that night. And then, and she had her hair in a bun. And then she, and so she, we went out that night and after work and she put her hair down. I was like, oh, you like that. And that was it. And yeah. I've never we've never been apart and we're married 43 years and we like each other. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. You know? nice. and uh, we, and we've been through some stuff like, you know, we yeah. I'm 37 years clean and sober. She went. She helped me. Congratulations. Congrats, woman. Congrats. Um, yeah. We lost her. We lost our 18 year old son in a car accident in 2006. Yeah. So, so I've been through that, you know, that whole yeah. thing. Mm. And uh, we were homeless one time, like we you know, lost a business. I mean, it was like, you know, but what we figured out is if we stay together, we work on it, we can get through the hard stuff. And now it's like, it's the best of stuff because I'm retired and money's coming in and I'm mm -hmm. doing records with Robbie. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so it's all good. Yeah. And, um, and it's just great. So like, and, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, life, life is really good. I can't, I'm really happy. And then we went to Europe for like 70 days and I had shows in Czech Republic and Scotland, Germany, Denmark and Portugal, you know, mm -hmm. so it's really cool. And it's funny because we're in Czech Republic. I, it was a pickup date at this place we were staying and there was about 35 people there, just like a small, like, you know, like a house concert kind of thing. And I have this song called Three Shots of Whiskey and everyone sings Two Shots of Gin, right? Mm -hmm. Well, out of the 35 people, five people spoke English. 
The other 30, the other 30 had no idea what they were singing, but they were singing <laughs> two shots of gin and they were like having a great time. It didn't matter what, what it meant. It's just like, yeah. So, and, and that's yeah. what music does. That's what I love about it. I mean, how it brings Connect. people together, you know, I mean, you yeah. know, like you go to, you know, you, Robbie's played these big audiences. We both have, you know, when we did touring and stuff and, you know, you get a 25, 30,000 people and all it's different religion, different relations, different sexual identities, whatever. But when mm -hmm. the music comes on, yeah, everyone's one. Yeah. No, all that stuff, they'll separate us. I mean, how, how that's like so powerful, you know, yeah. and, Amazing. Then, and, and then the other cool thing, my mom, you know, she passed away, but she had Alzheimer's really bad mm. and she was hardly, she could hardly talk. But when they had this guy come in, play music, she could sing all the words of those songs. Yeah. There's something in the brain when music goes on, it works. Right. And so, uh, you know, to me, that is so spiritually strong. And that's why I keep on doing it, you know, and, you know, and, uh, and I work at my craft, you know, I mean, when I, when I went to Nashville, I thought, oh, I'm a songwriter. I had a record deal. I know what I'm doing. And then I went to Nashville, I go, son, no, you don't. let me school you on how to write a song. Oh, Lord, you don't know was, nothing. Oh, man, it was like, it was, you know, I mean, I went, to Mike, I went to Mike Kinnaman's office and he goes, because and, and I, I, I sent him some songs and he wasn't too impressed, right? So I said, Mike, I'm in town. Can I come in? He goes, okay, you got 15 minutes. Come on in. And so he, so he goes, get a guitar off the writer's room wall. You can play me one verse, one chorus, or one song. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was like, and I played the song, the song Hole in Me, and he really liked it. So he let me play the whole song. And then that night, he took me to this party. This guy named Buddy Brock has written like Watermelon Crawl and all these big giant country hits. And oh, wow. and, and Dobie Gray was there. We're singing, you know, hey, Mark, you know, you know that rock and roll. That, I mean, we're singing with Dobie Gray, and there's all these producers. And I'm like, oh my God. So Mike goes, go ahead up there and play that song. I'm like, what? Okay. You know, so and my wife's <laughs> with me. She's going, like, you going to play? Because they like the top producers and heavies in nashville were there you know what i mean so uh but i you know i did it you know and um and that's the end of the story and now me and mike kinderman are like sort of best friends and that's how i met robbie so you know so it's yeah. it's it's one of those things you know and uh i just try to stay positive all the time like you know rob yeah. tell you like you know i'm like you know people are like because people always want to be negative right i mean you know especially with music like family like oh yeah yeah it's a nice hobby yeah see that's what yeah like Blake really loved you that day because he's like, I really want to talk to this guy because he seems so positive yeah. and uplifting and yeah. So Blake, I'm yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, I do, yeah. I do right now. I also write songs. I have a thing called Songs of Love, and I write kids that have cancer and like and debilitating diseases yeah. and stuff. And what they do is they give me a their name, and I get all their favorite stuff and pets and family, and I write them a single. I've been doing yeah. that for you know a year, and and the people love it. You know, they and and I think it's a good good give back. You know um i think my karma like i get good karma for doing those i think you know my Ooh, karma credits yeah. are good yeah oh yeah and, and also too on the selfish side of that i learn a lot of stuff when i do it that's the other thing you know what i mean yeah. so you know and uh but i'm always writing you know what i mean i you know just uh this girl leo lonzo is a song we wrote together found that comes out in a couple of weeks in february we have another one it ain't you that comes out after that um i just wrote one with this uh lady alex forbes she's like you know, she's written songs with like Cindy Lauper and all kinds of stuff and a lot of movie and TV. She's really good. And we wrote this beautiful song today. So that's really great. And, you know, and I'm right. Me and Robbie, we're, we're already getting songs for the next record. That's right. <laughs> I, I already got, I got three lined up. Come on. Line so, them up. You know, so, I want to ask a question about songwriting. Cause one of my favorite artists started off as a songwriter and then she started 
singing her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And she's nominated for Grammys. She's amazing. So how do you as a songwriter decide if you're going to keep it for yourself, if you're going to give it to someone, or if, I don't know, maybe uh, you even just write for someone uh, in particular in mind? I'm going to tell you a story. You know the song, uh, I Got Friends in Low Places? Mm-hmm. I, I'm friends with one of the writers with that song. He made $11 million. Ooh. Wow. You hear that? Good story. He never had to leave the house. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> so the th- there's two things. I mean, to be an artist yeah. today, think about it. It's, it's sort of a pain in the neck, right? Because everyone's got a damn camera and a phone. And like mm-hmm. so like, you know, it's, you happen to be scratching a place in an inappropriate place and click. Oh, right. Tim McGarry, the butt scratcher. Look at that. You know, the whole world <laughs> sees it, right? It's a, yeah. it's a nightmare, right? Yeah, but to think is. about a songwriter, like the cool thing is like, you know, usually you, you hang with the artist. So it's cool. Like, hey, what's up? You know, you, and you, you with right. that whole thing. And, and especially if it's a hit, then they love you. Right. And then, you know, and um, and you can and then you get the money because you've got the publishing and the writer's share. The money comes in. But no one knows who you are. Hmm. Like Jeffrey Steele. You don't know him, but this guy's written a zillion number ones. And, right. he's a, and he's a phenomenal guitar player, phenomenal singer. I mean, he's bad to the bone. Mm-hmm. No one knows he in. So I think you don't have all the headaches. You have all the fun and the yeah. money. You don't have the headaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I like that. But on the other, you know, so and I have people that like can't sing, but they're really great songwriters. Mm. I mean, you know, and it's like so. But um, um, are you talking about me? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, somebody's which got one? It. <clears throat> can't yeah. sing or good, good, good songwriter? <laughs> no. no. I think the thing is, well, and the thing is, that's why I started getting to my studio, because I really feel today, if you're going to be a songwriter, hmm. you have to be able to write a song, sing a song and record it yourself. You know yes. What I mean? Because that's what you guys are doing it. And the thing is, like, everyone thinks our album was done in a big studio. Right. Yeah, they they're like, they're mm-hmm. like, wow, what studio did you go to? Black yeah. Pro Studios. Black mm-hmm. Pro Studio is 11 by 11. <laughs> it's, my, it's, my son's old, it's my son's old bedroom you know what i mean i mean that's it but yeah. the thing is what you can you know and then we had we had players that you know like the bass player he he was at you know he just he uh imported his tracks from where he's at the drum report you know what i mean we put them together and mm-hmm. we mixed it, you know and then that kind of stuff so the thing is today really with the technology you really can have you know and if you you work it now it you know there's all like little tricks and you know there's this new thing called soddables a plug-in and it's all done on AI for like, you know, compression and limiters. And, you know, it's, it's, it's you, you plug in, you hit the button and it does it automatically. And it like EQs your thing. It's like, mm. it's like, she, no, you still have to adjust it a little bit too, but yeah. it gets you like really close and then you can just tweak it a little bit like you want. So, yeah. but, uh, to, but to answer your question, I mean, like there's people that, you know, don't want to perform. You know that don't perform, and, and then, but I like I like singing in front of people. I mean, I do. I yeah. love you know. I get up there. You know, people go, "Oh, you're nervous." I go, "Uh, no, yeah. not after as long as I've been doing it." You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and you know, if you've done twenty five, but my my favorite thing is like I do these house concerts, and what I'll do is mm-hmm. I get like twenty five, maybe forty people in a room. You know what I mean? And I and acoustically, and I do a show, and I tell them about like I have this funny song called "Feed That Dog." My friend got married and his 90, 90 year old country grandma, right? She's like, she comes up to New Bride. She goes, now, darling, she goes, you want to have a long and happy marriage? And she's like, yes, ma'am, I do. Well, honey, I'm going to tell you the secret. Goes, what is it? 
She goes, you got to be good to your man because you don't feed the dog at home. He'll be digging in the trash. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> if that ain't a country song, what is? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Feed that dog. So, you know, and I wrote the other guy, Buddy Brock. But, I, you know, 90-year-old woman giving that kind of advice. I, and I did it at a show, and these ladies say, well, we don't like that song. It's incensed. I go, it's a joke. She's a 90-year-old country girl telling a new bride. I mean, don't you get it? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes when you offend people, you're on the right track. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh yeah, everyone's offended. And, you know, you know, I was thinking too about like Dolly Parton and "I Will Always Love You." Right? Oh, she, yeah. she, Elvis Presley wanted that song. Yeah, and didn't really want to pay her much for that, and well, she said no. no. Well, what happened? The uh, the Colonel wanted the publishing. Right, and she said, "Yeah." Oh. Yeah, no, like, no, nope. no. And now, you know how much money she made when Whitney did that song? Oh, oh I, I don't even want to know how many millions. Yeah. I mean, she's it's, Dolly Parton writes a song a day for like the last she's 30, 40 genius. years. Genius. She's a genius. genius. I mean, she's, you know, I mean, that nine to five song. She was getting, she was well, getting, she, she talked about this. She was getting, yeah. you know, she was getting, she like, getting her makeup done. She's yeah. Like, and then she had like 15 verses. So they just had to pick a couple out of the 15. You know what I mean? Oh, this, my God. And she gets up at like you know four in the morning. She has this whole routine. She gets up coffee, and that's what she does her you know work so like that. I'm a morning person too. I like the thing with songwriting too. I say it's a blessing and a curse because a blessing is we can do it. It's great, mm -hmm. but the curse is I can never turn it off. I mean, I literally yeah. can't turn it off. I mean, when I get an idea at three thirty in the morning, there's no way I'm going back to sleep unless I put something on my phone, get to the studio. You know. But would you didn't necessarily call that a curse though? That's like that's the curse. The, the, the curse is the, that's the curse. The blessing is so, I can write songs like what I do with Robbie, and we have something that connects to people and they like it. Right. That's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? The, or, you know, that sounds like the ADHD curse too. That like oh, yeah. I can't Very stop similar. thinking about which movie well, that person was in, and then I think about it for the next yeah however long yeah. until I look it up. Or well, yeah. you know this that most. And you'll look at the history of musicians and the greatest ones were autistic or had ADHD. Mm -hmm. yeah. The person who be, is a musician and all that and all they can do is focus on that one thing. Oh. They usually go a long way. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Beethoven, Mozart, these people, you know, they were even famous in their time. They were the mm -hmm. rock stars of their time. They, you know, they everybody so, paid way and they just had it made yeah and that was before it was easy to get music in your home oh, it was, it was well, i mean horrible. i mean beethoven was like the punk rocker of that time because he oh he, he was would just have, he would just have like okay we're gonna Flight get a bunch of, of farmers beat, farmers and regular yeah. people to sing and like what like you know he, just, <laughs> he did because they had a you know the whole thing was both like in western music there's a lot of things that we do like you know i have a tattoo it says 26 and 12 and people go, oh, is that like a, you know, psalm? I go, no. I go, that's what songwriters get to use. We get 26 letters and 12 notes. That's your canvas. Now go write something. Right. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. all you have. I mean, you have different octaves, but that's it. You have 12 notes and you have 26 letters. I mean, think go to a library and in a million books. Mm -hmm. They're all written with 26 letters. They're all different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. So the thing right. with a songwriter, that's all you have. So that, you know, and I have a thing, you know, most of our songs like are pretty much in the three minute, three and a half minute mark, you know, because that's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I say, because, you know, everyone has the extension span of a net, right? Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? uh, it's, it's short. 
It's, it's so <laughs> short. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I can't believe they don't even teach kids cursive writing. How do you sign your name? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They don't. I, I, X. Yeah, that, that's been going for a while don't now. Have X I'm, I'm, I'm the mom that made my kids learn how to write in cursive. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, yeah, they, I mean, they're, I mean, they're above okay. the curve already now. Oh, it's okay. I sent my my son did not take the trash out and the dogs got into it and I sent him a text and I was like, <laughs> just want to let you know that I'm really disappointed in you and we're going to discuss your, and as soon as I was like, I also said, I'm going to, he had some missing assignments and I said, I'm going to follow up with your teachers and coaches because he's a football player in Texas. Uh, okay. Uh -oh. I think oh, he wow. may have um, pooped his pants. I'll use that word. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because I'm gonna make the only <laughs> response I got was yes, ma'am. That was it. That was the That's only. Yeah, y'all mean you're doing it right. Yes, <laughs> ma'am is good. <laughs> I, I, yes, ma'am is good. You know, that's one thing I loved about the South. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, it's I you know, it's, I, I I use it. I like it now. People go like, yes, ma'am. I go, yes, ma'am. I go, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes the the man makes me feel old, and then I remember. Like it's respect. It's just yeah, my, it's it's my not sister, yeah. my sister hates it when totally. he says yes ma'am to her because it's like I'm not old. Stop calling me that. I'm not Yeah, old. I, I get told yeah. that a lot. Don't call me old. But yeah. yeah. But it's respect. Oh. <laughs> but you ain't no little girl, honey bunny. I'm sorry. But no. <laughs> right. I, I, exactly. just, I just lady today, she was she was mad that somebody said, Hey, have a blessed day. Yeah. What is that guy doing blessing oh. me? I go, What? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, can you complain about anything else? <laughs> I mean, somebody was being just nice, like, you know, have a blessed day. Right. Like, that's it. It was just mean, like, have a nice day. But he said, Ble she didn't like the word blessed. Like, uh, I mean, we're getting to a point, man. Like, sometimes you just want to smack somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, what the heck, man? Is it, that's right. Can't just be nice. But I, I, let me tell you something, too. I got to say this because I say this all the time. Most of us are good. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been like, you know, I was I was uh, with the DMAT team. I was at ground zero mm. uh, in 2001 when the towers fell. I was, mm. uh, we had a we we set up our our tent uh and it's uh like a mash tent right at, right on right at ground zero in ground zero on the ground for two weeks there and um helping out like the firefighters and steel workers anybody that got hurt and we had a lot of patients more than you think you mm. know but um and uh and there was a, there was um a group we were there at the a couple weeks and the last day we were there was it was columbus day and what happened mm -hmm. was there was 900 people from oregon that got together and flew into New York City and say, we love New York. This is our brothers and sisters. We're gonna come here. We're gonna support New York. We're gonna come here, spend money. You know what I mean? It's what, now you never heard that, but they marched with us in the Columbus Day Parade. I thought, how cool is that? And then I worked with the uh, DMAT team on, when the, on Katrina. And so we were on our way to New Orleans and they, they said, we're gonna, we're gonna redirect you. We're gonna send you down to um, Austin, Texas. Um, I mean, San Antonio, Texas at the Kelly Air Force Base. We, we flew 5,000 people. We got them this giant hangar and they have to get like tetanus shots and Hepe and all this stuff. So we had a two day trip to get there because the trucks were relatively slow. And we had this hotel and there was about 20 families there, right? And, and they didn't have any more money. And some guy came back with his visa and said, I'm paying for all these families. Could they find some place to go? Now, and I could tell you so many other yeah. random acts of kindness. And when my daughter, because she was down here when Ian hit and she lost everything. Everything's flooded out. You know, they had four feet of water or three and a half feet, four feet of water in their house, everything ruined, car, everything lost everything. 
so many people came around like you know as you're dragging your stuff out because it has to go out you know you, you can't leave it it's all everything goes out of the house and there was these groups of young adults coming in helping everyone hey we'll help you bring your stuff out we'll bring you food sandwiches water the church around the around the corner was making hot meals because no one had electric and that's what happens we just seem to be at our best when things are at our worst we just got to be at our best all the time yeah. you know what i mean i mean like i have <laughs> friends that like you know we're pretty much on the other spectrum politically but mm -hmm. we still talk we yeah. still say hey you're still my friend you know mm -hmm. what i mean i mean i don't yeah. care who you you know who you, i'm not care who you're voting for because that, i'm not and i'm not going to get into politics but I, I will say we still need to to have conversation we still need to respect each other you know and and we sure. because we're all americans stop mm -hmm. it already you know we have yeah. to support each other and that's and i have that song american made and it's like you know you haven't heard that one yet but i'll i'll send that to you so he hear it. There's a the, the singer songwriter I was telling you about earlier. Her name's Brandy Clark. Um, oh, yeah. He has a song. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I, man, I just adore her music. But she has a song called "A Bigger Boat" that uh, Randy Newman had a guest right. appearance on. But it's the only time we meet in the middle is to fight. Yeah, yeah, right. And that, and it's, yeah. it's not. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, like you know, like I mean, you know, yeah. So I'm just saying that, but. Most people are good. I had a, I, w I did a show up in uh, this place. I won't say, but the guy's brother worked for CBS uh, News. His whole job for twenty years was to find awful stories. That's it. That's his whole job. And he said his brother's insane now from it. It's awful. The thing is, they want to keep you scared because mm -hmm. the more scared you are, the more you're going to watch the news because you got to know what's going on. And the mm -hmm. more people that watch the news, what happens? They get more money for the commercial. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Follow the money. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I know, but yeah. so, mo so I just, you know, most of us are good and everywhere. And I can tell you so many random acts of kindness, you know, so many that I've witnessed over and over and over again. You know what I mean? And you see yeah. it. So we just got to see more of that and not, you know, because they'll pick out, look at this one guy, you know, well, that's, in, there's 7 billion of us. I hate to tell you, but there might be some bad seeds out of 7 billion. <laughs> the yeah. problem is we got 24 hour two, news maybe. that, I, that just wants to show it all the time. So, you know, right. but most of us are good. Robbie's yeah. good. I'm good. You guys are good. All right, let's, let's hear the other side of that. I, uh, <laughs> I think everybody's bad and that you come out of your, the womb and you have to be trained to be good. If you don't, you could end up like Jeffrey Dahmer and that's the way it goes. Right. That's why you tell your kids you're disappointed in them. Yeah, it works. I'm so sorry, Jeffrey. I'm so disappointed that you decided to eat people. Exactly. You say it in the well, right tone. But you know, like Tim like, said, Jeffrey. "This Tim's conversation, uh, Jeffrey, you're good." And mine is Jeffrey. I'm well, really disappointed in you that you hurt someone. You can do better. Be so please do better yeah. because I yeah, know you can. So you know I don't want to be disappointed anymore. Oh, that's, that's scarier. Yeah, you think yeah. it worked? That's no, horrifying. Work, yeah. yeah. See, I came from oh, Irish. I I was the oldest of Irish Catholic family. This this is how it worked in my family. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then put your hands down. What? Uh, like that? Like you go. Put your hands down to your father, okay? Oh, like, like. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. I was the oldest, so you got like. But see, got, that's why you're so good. 
I know. I got a lot of punishment. Yeah. I mean, I went, oh, God. I mean. <laughs> he got the bad the, beat out. Being, being the <laughs> oldest, right? Like, you get, it once, well, you get it once for doing your, your thing, and then you get the other one for, you set a bad example. So double punishment. <laughs> and then, a, you know, I mean, I go like, oh, geez, that's close to Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's close to win. that? Come on, man. Win. You know? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Like. I couldn't uh, win. <laughs> so no, but oh, you know, man. my folks are good, man. My dad was an FBI agent, you know, for a while, and then he had his own business, and you know, and and uh, we had, you know, we he he made good money. I, I, you know, we had a, we had a real good life, you know, and uh, you know, they they both. My, he lived to ninety five. My mom lived to ninety. So I can't, you know, I can't ex- ask for any more than that, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, and we have, I have five sisters, you know, I I had a, I lost my. Uh, when I was three and a half, my two-year-old brother Kevin was killed by a car, and that oh, happened man. to do that. That that happened to do all about my anger, a lot about my addiction, because my parents mm-hmm. sort of after that happened, they moved everything out of the house of his, and I went home, and everything was gone, and we never talked about it mm-hmm. ever. So I was like, "Where's my brother? What happened?" And I was three and a half, so you can't grieve, you know. So my mom said, "This is the story when she knew I was going to be trouble." So we had this kindergarten teacher her name is mrs ostegrin now already he's like ostegrin you know she shouldn't have been a, <laughs> a kindergarten teacher she was mean and she said so if you, so if you, so if you call it out of the lines she put, this, she put this big red x if you call it out of the lines right you, she erects a big red x on your paper and tell you how you did it wrong so she goes so oh, she Lord. sat me next to this little girl she goes like now look how nice she calls colors in the lines and i spit on her paper so then it was oh. like, oh, my mom goes, oh, oh, oh you're oh, the one. You're good. Oh, you're yeah, I'm good. Good child. Yeah, yeah you're good. good. So my mom knew right away, like, yeah. So all my brothers and sisters are like super straight, you know, like khaki pants, topsiders, golf on the weekends, you know, business people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have a suit anymore. I, because I, I had to wear a tie every day. Like I had to work to school. Then we had a thing Saturday morning boys in New York City. And to go to, to lunch, you had to wear a tie and jacket. And I had to wear it for, for, for church. I work like seven days a week. I like, so I told my wife, I go, I'm never put a tie on again. That's it. I'm done ever. You know, well, maybe never, but I, for right now, I'm, I don't even have a tie. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> so uh, no, I mean, that's me. But I mean, y'all are like that Southern rock, right? Piece. What? Right. I mean, isn't that, you know, so a little Southern. So I know Robert, you, um, you spent a lot of time with, touring with those kind of southern rock fans any other influences that you've got well i'll I'll tell you a short story i am uh i'm not a natural born southern rock guitar player i was growing up i listened to led zeppelin the who black sabbath um, you name uh oh uh, i can't think richie blackmore i listen i really learned how to play early from Richie Blackmore and uh, being in a small town from Florida, I moved to Jacksonville out of college with the purpose of learning how to play that style. And uh, I got lucky more than anything else, but uh, I think the other style helped me play Southern rock style, especially country and Southern and uh, Spanish guitar. Very similar, very similar styles, 
when you listen to it. And even when you listen to heavy metal, and I do, I like Shine Down and some other bands, you can hear the lead yeah. players playing Southern Rock licks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I I love Shine Down. It's what it, oh, it's yeah. one of three concerts for one of yeah, three concerts I've been to in the last ten years. Oh, Deep nice. Purple. That's what I was trying to yes. say. Deep, oh. purple, Deep Purple changed my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I, let me I'm gonna be really honest here. I'm not a musician. I don't know anything about musicians' history, musical history, nothing. I just know I like music right. and I like to sing along. And so I think, you know, that's it. It's like, I don't, you don't have to be one thing, right? Like, just do what you love. And sometimes, like, I love a hip hop song. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I love a metal song, but sometimes I don't love either, you know, whatever. So when you're playing, are you playing like just what you love? Are you playing no. for the people? <laughs> no. Uh, so if you play uh, what you love, what, what would you be playing? Uh, you wouldn't want to listen to it. <laughs> uh, Jim? Are you Jim sure? Can, uh, uh, Ibby, Ibby. Can explain that to you. There you go. That's well, it. And then you go, I thought I think you could a, play Southern Rock. I thought there's, is there a bumblebee in here somewhere? What the hell was all that noise and shit? Well, I still, again, it's the Eddie Van Halen syndrome. Everybody wanted to play faster as soon as yeah. it came along. Yeah. 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 Which but, was a worthless mm. endeavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robert, you know, let, let me ask a question first before we get on another. Um, you're a Deep Purple fan, and, and I love you for that because I'm a Deep Purple fan too. What do you think is the best song that they've ever had? Uh, well, I'd go back to the album Machine Head. Yes. Which is such a great. Yeah. In fact, uh, Machine Head, I think there's 12 songs on that record, at least eight of them became hits right uh, you got smoke on the water and i'm Classic. i'm still a big fan of the song because of the way it's written yeah the lyrics yeah. it's just it's a all-time hit because of the way it's written at the time timeless song and, it and then Frank Zappa's- some of the other stuff it were never hits that i love of because of richie blackmore's lead play right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, my favorite song my favorite song of all time mm-hmm. is uh is mistreated, and I don't know why that doesn't get played. All lazy. I'm. Huh? My favorite is lazy. Lazy. Okay. Yeah. Love lazy. Just, just such a great song. The way it builds. Yeah. 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 I hate that band. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> band sucks. But you're so good. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, is, is, is this? Go ahead. I hate no, that. I band. Was, I was just thinking like. I love that. Sorry, I, I hate that man. That's the guy. <laughs> no, I, I know like that, that like oh, James dude. and I and Blake a little too have talked about like loving the storytelling. And I know um Yes. Tim, like a lot of your songs are tell the story. That's Tim's specialty. Yes. Yeah. Tim's great like, that. Yes. I like yeah, I like telling a story. I mean, like thing is what what I learned is a thing, there's a phrase on uh and writing songs called put furniture in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah. things that you can see, like that's like that whole yeah. line, like, you know, a straight yeah. bullet straight to the heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of, it's, 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 it's sort of hard, but it's like, it's like one of those things, just like, you sort of get it. It's like, you know, like all of a sudden it just happens, you know, and you didn't see it mm-hmm. coming. Right. And so, so you visualize it. 
um just like there's a song called american made and i'll just do the first verse but it's a uh, the smoking pipes of a harley and the rumble that they make it's the laughter of a child her first july parade you got a baseball diamond on a hot summer night you got a, a, a hot dog and an ice cold beer and you're singing the national anthem and you're holding back a tear you can see all that wow. stuff right yeah yeah so and that's Absolutely. that's and that's what that that song after about two years in Nashville, because I kept on trying to drum into my thick skull, this is what you have to do. And I, when I wrote that one, I said, "Oh, I think I got it. I get it now." You know. So, yeah. So, yeah. But it took me a while. You know, my friend, my kid was like, "I'm so glad you said that," because people come up here and they go like, you know, they they come up for a couple months and like, you know. And the thing is, in Nashville, you have to be on your A game. You know what I mean? And if you're not ready to be on your A game, or you're like, you know, or like, so some people. When they see some of these writers and and the, and the musicianship up there and stuff, they sort of like, oh, like I'll never do, and they and they go away. For, <laughs> see, for me, when I see that, it's like, oh, that's what I got to do. So I got to get off my butt and mm -hmm. learn and be humble and just you know do it and 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 let these people teach me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I work with a lot of other new songwriters, and I tell them, I say, listen, what I'm going to teach you is nothing I invented. I'm just going to tell you what people told me. That, I mean, I wrote with a lot of hit songwriters like um, uh, uh, Wynn Varble, you know what I mean? Waiting on a Woman, you know, country song like that. Um, Bridget Tatum, Jason Aldean, She's Country, right? Uh, Gary Hannon, Killer Makes Your Clothes Fall, I wrote with him. I didn't write this song, I just wrote with these. Did so, those are their big hits. But I wrote songs with these guys. And they, you know, they, they you don't mess around. I mean, when you're, when you're right. and Dave Gibson and, you know, some other people. So the thing is when, you know, you have to be on your A game and that's, and that's what it sort of told me. So I sort of, you know, I'm the kind of, I like, I don't shy away from it. I, I love the Dalai Lama said, whatever you do, you do it a hundred percent because even if it works or it doesn't, you know what I mean? You get the full benefit of the, of the, you know, what you did. So you, yeah. you know, it look and like, and, and I tell Robbie, we also, we've had the same conversation. What are the best lessons you've ever learned? The ones that you sort of failed. The ones you mm -hmm. sort of messed up, the one you made a mistake. I'll never do that again. Ooh. Or I could yeah. have done that one different. So, I mean, so like for me, it's just like everything, I, everything I've ever done is probably me being an addict too, but it's 100%. There ain't no half percent. No 50, it's 100%. That's it. I'm in. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing is, it's got me, you know, like <laughs> I was a paramedic firefighter flight medic, right? That was my day gig. And I retired seven years ago. And, uh, they had a thing. It's like, who made the most overtime out of 8,000 people between two, <laughs> two counties in Florida, right? You can guess who number one was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was me. So, <laughs> but, you know, but I, well, I, you know, because it went on my retirement. So I, you know, tell my sure. wife, I'm going to bust my ass. I'm going to do this. But, yeah. like, you know, when, when we retire, you know, not rich, but just, you know, we're now we don't have to worry about money. Nice sure. place to be. And then I can just do my music and, you know, and I just, and then these projects walk in and, you know, it's really great. Um, and then, so, you know, whatever I do, it's like, you know, I, I just, I just jump in. So I think that's the way pe people don't do stuff because sometimes they're afraid to do it. Well, sure. what if I fail? Yeah, yeah. So what? What if you fail? What happens? You know, yeah. your world crashes down, you get arrested, you go to jail. No, you just, <laughs> you try it, you give it your all. And at the end of the day, because the worst thing, and anyone that's older, right, they'll say one thing. Man, yeah. I should have done that when I was younger. I should have done, yeah. I should have done. Do it. Yeah. Well, I think everything is a learning experience. Like, you didn't fail, you learned. 
Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. You know, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. So I've learned a lot. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yes, you have learned a lot. <laughs> that sounds um, much better than you suck. <laughs> no, like you've you've had experiences and you've learned and you've grown from them. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I'm man, I I had some bad ones, you know what I mean? But I mean I did. Yeah. But I've had, you know, I've had some great, you know, in music. I mean, like when I was with AM Records, I mean, like, you know, that I'm I'm an idiot from New Jersey, right? And the guy goes, okay. We're going to send you to England to do the record. I'm going, yes. Like, you know, like, yes. That's like your dream. Like, you're sending me to London. And I was like, yes, it just finished the owner of the Lonely Heart. You know, owner of the Lonely Heart. Lonely. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, the day they walked out, the day we walked in. So the saw me. They did the boggles there. You know, like, you know, video killed the radio. Star. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. no, they did yeah. the studio. That's going now anyway. But it was cool. So, and, uh, Tony Mansfield did the record. He did the Naked Eyes one, like you know, there always something there to remind. He did the the, the, uh, the electronic version of that back in the day, in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was great. And then, like you know, I have a, well, I have this. I'll tell you the story. This is really cool because I love this, and this it's this is the kind of person this guy is. <clears throat> I was we used to roadie for a guy named Richard L. and the Boy Doys. It was like a punk band in the city, and the CBGBs. If you guys know rock, that's a famous rock. Oh, club, yeah. right. You know what I mean. And so we play. I played there like probably a hundred times. Wow. But before that, we were brand new. So we're, we used to roadie for him. So he goes, we said, Richard, they used to do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. If we can open for you on Thursday, Friday night, we'll roadie for free and you can heat the whole door. And he's like, well, yeah, let's do that. Okay, because, you know, you guys will, I don't have to pay you and I get all the money. Yeah. So we go on Thursday night, we get off our first set and, he's, and we come back and he's like, uh... Like you guys are really good. What the, because they he thought like like a bunch of boneheads, you know. This roadie's like, holy, you know, his band's getting nervous. So, so Friday night we get off the stage, and we had a guy from magazine, and he's uh, the band was a road tour manager. He was staying at our band house, and he goes, hey, listen, I'll do the roadie, because David Bowie's out there and he wants to meet you. And we're like, wow, Bowie wants to meet us? Like what? Like you know, it's like you know, you're, you're five years old in short pants, right? So yeah. He's the nicest guy. I and mean, so we sat down, like, you know, we got some beers and we're talking, you know, music and stuff. And he looks at me, he goes like, you want to be a rock star? And I go, yes, I do. Guilty. <laughs> so, um, but this is the coolest thing. So yeah, uh, he was leaving. And uh, as he's left, he asked the doorman, he goes, what's that opening band make getting paid? And he goes, they're not. He took $900 out of his wallet and paid us. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, you know, of course, this is all before cell phones, so no right. one had a picture, but we got a lot of, <laughs> uh, we got a lot of stuff in New York City, because like, you know, oh, but, you know, so I, I think you're in the Mata Hoop with the 80s and blah, 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 you know, and we're like, we're just told, you know, I mean, you, you go home after that night, like, <laughs> you're floating, you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause, yeah. I mean, here's one of your heroes that likes what you're yeah. doing, and the songs that you've written, I mean, like, oh, so, yeah, so it was really cool, so that, I mean, I've had some real good experiences, you know. Um, we were doing a a, a, a thing down in, in Mick Jagger, and this is back when he had his the, the Texas girlfriend back then. You know, he walked in. Oh, you know, he's real nice, same thing. And what I found out, and Robbie probably say the same thing, the people that are there are usually nice. They don't have to, like, pretend they're cool. They they already are cool, yeah. you know. As David yeah. Bowie, somebody said, hey, what's it like being a, a rock star and... <laughs> And a soup and married to a supermodel goes, yeah, it's great. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm a rock star, more than a supermodel. Yeah, that I think that 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 definitely is a that's a cool thing. I, I yeah. So I mean, I, I thought yeah. it was funny. Somebody asked him like, yeah, 
what are you talking about? It's like, but everyone I know that knew him, I know some other people that knew him like in, in different situations, same thing. Nice for like this guy did the glass pirate tour. He was a, uh, one of the, mm-hmm. the, the guys that, you know, he said, we'd go in at 10 o'clock in the morning. He already been there an hour and he stayed at yeah. 10 o'clock making sure that it's perfect. You know what I mean? Working right. it every stage, every light, every song. And that's right. the thing. And, 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 you know, perfectionist. And he was actually more of an, like an, uh, an introvert. But mm. when he went on stage, it was the character. It was like, you know, you know, the Ziggy Stardust or the Thin White right. Duke, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but just he's just he was a good man, man. And I you know, I'm I'm so yeah. sad that, you know, that he that he left. But the way he left and didn't tell anybody, no one knew he was sick, that's exactly the way he would have done it. Yeah. I don't want absolutely know, I don't want any, I don't want sympathy. I'm just gonna go out and when I do, I'm gonna go, Oh my god, what? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, that, so I've I've had some great experiences with some you know some really big people, and every time I mean I had okay I took dance lessons with John Travolta when I was twelve. My my parents, my mom, his mom, and my mom said you got you got to do ballroom dancing. We're like what? Ballroom dancing? <laughs> what? Okay. Like, and, like, and so we did. Yeah, we. Wow. I, I I was I live in Anglewood, New Jersey at the time, and if you look yeah. at John Travolta, we we went to Saint Cecilia's. You know, and it was like this ballroom dancing thing. And we're like, we're both sitting looking at this going like, this really sucks, man. <laughs> and I'm over here like, that was Cotillion. Did you not have Cotillion in New Jersey? Is that just a Southern thing, going to Cotillion with and learning your manners and how to dance? And No, no, it wasn't. No, that. does anyone know what I'm talking about? I was going to say, okay. I need to look and that no, up. I don't, I don't even that's know. That's not it. a Southern thing, no. So none of you all had a W time, like you wore a big white gown and you had just having out party? Oh, that, no? Yeah. Girl, okay. girl okay. that's Civil War. That's back to the Civil War. We don't do that no more. Um, we sure did in 1996 in Kentucky. Well, well that's Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> that all makes oh, sense oh. now. Yeah. It all makes yeah. sense now. You said Kentucky. That's it. I know. know. It's a. It's a really. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, Uh it's cool. It's like you come of age, right? This this uh, uh, Latin Latin people here, like they do the big thing when they're fifteen. Yeah, the quinceanera. And I I mean, it's it's you. I live in I live in North. I live in Texas. Trust. Yes. My 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 neighbor across the street is Mexican. He spent like twenty five, thirty grand on that party. I mean, oh it's like, I mean, it's a huge thing. It's like, you know, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Like oh, you're talking about. So, Paul, what kind of like wild road stories have you got? Uh, Not you know, like big, big fifteen year old parties. They ain't got nothing on road stories. Yes. Yeah, we're talking to you, Paul. Robert, sorry, oh, I had the wrong. Oh Robert, what, so yeah. You being... Let's see. Well, they have to be clean, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean ish. Okay. Yeah, ish. Ish. Let's yeah. see. My best story is i got a good one yeah i can tell this story yeah (laughs) okay i was uh we were on tour with molly hatchet Uh yes i love molly we all know molly hatchet great band uh good good guys in the band a little high strung i'll say uh molly hatchet i'm talking about Mm. yeah uh they were really flying high it's 1980 they're they're uh, flirt with disaster just came out. They're just hmm. r- rolling in uh, the good life, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but and I say this with uh, a caveat. But so we're playing Rochester, New York, and we were opening for them. Actually, it was more like a dual 
you know, we got full lights and sound and uh, space on stage. So it was it was more than just opening for me. The, the tour lasted almost a year. Mm-hmm. So we, <laughs> we open for them and we go backstage like normal. And Danny Joe Brown, the singer, which he had done this before, but never really in such a uh, loud voice. He was came in and uh, he was upset because when we stopped playing, a lot of the crowd leaves. Well, you know, that's not the story. But anyway, so Johnny and Danny Joe are not best of friends by then. <laughs> after 13 <laughs> months on the road with these dudes. And uh, so they just, you know, like schoolboys get into it. And these two boys, they fight their way out of the Coliseum into the street and down the street. And uh, <laughs> believe it or not, with us, the band, Robert Paul band, on the bus following them. <laughs> now, <laughs> so, it's story don't end, you know, because, you know, there's no winner. There's never a winner. Neither boy yeah. wins the fight. You know that. And yeah. uh, but he gets to the hotel and now he wants to take it out on us. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, you boys better hide because I'm coming for you. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's a great human being. And, but when he was uh, 18, <laughs> he was out there. Trust well, me. I mean, at 18, who? Who is it? Yeah, it's like, what do you know when you're and 18? You're, you're not you're not going to college. You're playing right. in front of 25,000 people every night. And, yeah. like, right. you know, you know, kind of like Tim said, now everything is being recorded, right? Like, you have to, right. like, there's that fear. And I know, you know, I'm I'm that weird, that zennial, like, right, I grew up with a very analog childhood, mm-hmm. but the digital stuff didn't hit until I was after college. Thank God that there's a, not videos and oh pictures of those things. Um, do you think I'd that, like, <laughs> we'd all be in jail, probably. We'd all be in jail. Okay. Even Tim right, okay. would be in jail. Let me, let if me you tell make, you. man, I okay. would be in jail like 20 times over, this, probably. This is one of my favorite <laughs> road stories. So, we're in this guy, he made this like tour bus out of this van thing, right? And oh. it was great. The problem is, the back wheels would fell off twice, right? And so, like, so, so we 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 just left. We were, we're missing persons. We were like in up in a northern state. I can't was like, and we had to be in Atlanta at the six six nine club, which was sort of like the CBGBs of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they had people from A and M were flying out from England and uh, L A to see us play because they never saw us play. So we had to get there. So we're like, so this guy comes in, you know, and he's got this the blower on his on his um you know his tri- uh, tow truck and. He goes, well, let me take you to town. So I know I'm in leather, I, like I'm like in leather, and I have like my makeups coming down because I just we went right off stage and just started driving. So <laughs> so we get to this little town, you know what I mean? And it's like uh, and it's, it's and um we go into the place and uh, and I could walk in. And everyone's like me, like this town was about eight blocks long, like in South Carolina, 
And so like I'm South Carolina. And they're like, Hey, you better be careful. Two of our guys are from South Carolina here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, no, wait, wait. Well, I'm gonna tell you the story. It's all good. Wow. So, okay. so I'm not from South Carolina. From Texas. I, I, well, from it might have been North Carolina. It's, it's one of the Carolina. I can't remember. But so it don't matter. Was, this whole town was about ten blocks long. So we get in a guy, you know, guys, and uh, there's a guy with a, I go, and there's a van out there. I go, who owns the van? He goes, I do. What's your name, brother? He goes, Orville. I go, Orville. I go, well, we got to go to Atlanta. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll give you $200. We'll pay gas. We'll feed you. We'll get your hotel. Just go to the gig and then we'll come back and, you know, get our, and then we'll they'll have it fixed by the time we come back. He says, all right, I'll, I'll have to ask my wife. And he has his, his wife and she's like about six, 10 inches from the TV, like, you know, right in like this. And she's like, honey, I'm going to Atlanta. She's like, don't come back like so okay <laughs> okay so now so this guy no, wait, no, no, oh wait wait a minute this 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 story gets better so we play the gig and these girls came by who, who worked in a strip club and they knew our music and of course you know they want to you know but i'm married so like, no 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 but i got this friend orville now we, he didn't do anything to, but i said i said so because we had him like he was drinking and you know smoking certain things you know so he was in pretty good shape and so i had his i said can you do a dance for orville so orville like yeah like dude i mean i knew this guy he never like we got to the hotel he's like damn tim look at this hotel and i go it's a red roof bro it's okay. so i go okay this they left the light on this is going to, we're going in for a ride right now so like so, so these girls are dead now yeah, yeah. I, this guy's like you don't have to ever pay me again just call me up i'll <laughs> this guy would drive anywhere for now i don't know if this guy's alive i'm sure he's still telling this story to like you know to all... and those boys from new york he's still waiting for your call oh i guess he's for my call he's, yeah. he's waiting for he's, he wants to be a roadie for y'all <laughs> that's right he's still waiting uh, for your call yeah, yeah that, that was a good stuff but it was it was clean no one touched anybody it was just like sort of funny yeah. it was, yeah, it was yeah. funny so it was a good it was fun time yeah but yeah so we you know you have a lot of those stories and you know i mean uh, i have much go, more but they're not they're yeah not family uh, friendly not family <laughs> they're not no ma'am <laughs> thank no, goodness no. that there was not digital media yeah. 30 years ago, uh, 40 years ago. Oh my God, dude. Bad. Yeah, I, mean, I can say that the band was in a almost a gang fight one time, and I would not have wanted to see the film of that. Oh no. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Detroit. Hey man. <laughs> Detroit they didn't like us. You know? <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. They did they didn't like us, and that was that. <laughs> well, yeah, well the concert the concert was great. It was after. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. probably one of, the, it's one of those Waffle House things, you know. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Waffle House has <laughs> got us in a lot of trouble. There's, we have down the road from where we live is a Huddle House. Yeah, same thing. Right. And it's a similar thing. And and uh, yes, actually, because we were having we were having breakfast uh, months ago, and a woman came up and slapped another woman. There were some words <laughs> spoken, but the best part of it was. She's my sweet cheek, my gravy. Southern. <laughs> one of my favorite stories ever. Short version is two women in their 70s were fighting over a man in his 80s, and it was the greatest yeah. ever. Throw down. You know, it's, it's, they just had a thing in the CDC, like, like uh, syphilis is going up like, like 90%. The nursing homes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. 
Well, they, they have the thing, the villages up here, and it's like this, like they have these little uh, golf carts and this little, like uh, you have different rags on the back and, the, and that will tell you what they'll, they'll, they'll do. And it's like this, it's like a, a bunch of adult swingers, like a whole community of them. It's like crazy. And it's like, it's, it's, it's the SD, it's SDD capital of Florida. It's like, yeah, okay, grandma, you know? And I think, and I think too, like since Viagra's around, you know what I mean? And like yeah, these yeah. women are all, you have like, they're all, they're all like widows. And you have the one guy's got the blue pill. Yeah, he's a rooster. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a rooster. He's king of the, <laughs> king of the castle, you know. Because <laughs> I was a paramedic. I had this one guy. Was he was ninety six, right? And he's like, he, he felt sort of weak, so he called the EMS, taking him out. I go, what'd you do today? Well, I played eighteen holes of golf. I took my girlfriend out. We had sex. I went, what? What? You what? 96 we're all like high five you're the man you are the man like yeah. i want to be you <laughs> it's like 18 yeah, like, holes 18 and, and holes and sex i know cool. and, and he's and he's like wow, and his girlfriend's 80 so it's like she's like oh, oh. It's like a, she's like a younger baby. woman hey, man. yeah younger yeah. woman <laughs> oh god like, yeah, like, he was a cradle robber i mean what? Yeah. Oh, was. Was. yeah did he have to get permission to take that girl out <laughs> you can call the mama. I love the mama. Yeah. Or the daughter. I had to call the daughter. Oh, daughter. Right. Yeah. 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 Can I go out with your mama? Yeah. It's like that old joke. This guy meets a 65 woman. She goes, Hey, you want to do some mommy daughter action? He goes, Yeah. Yes. He goes home with her. Hey, mom. It's like, she goes, <laughs> Hey, mom. I'm home. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> So, you know, I, so boy, okay, we, we got oh, one, one, one bad joke out of the way. All right. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> I'm not no, too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's All bad. Right. Yeah, I can tell it's that one. Blanket clean. Yeah. Tim, I had a, um, a question when I, when I went back and listened to the episode uh, that you were on previously. And again, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to sit in on, on, uh, mm -hmm. on that one, but um. Uh, you spoke about a blind, uh, like a uh, Christian songwriter that, that you had worked with. What was the name of, of that guy? I, I know you're going to ask me now and I can't remember. I'll <laughs> well, I did, only he, he, ask because I, so the, the church I used to go to, they actually um, had a, a guest one day and he was, was a blind Christian songwriter um, who had worked blind. with the Gaithers, but I could not remember. Yeah. And he also um, went out with Alabama because my yes. friend, uh, Kimo Forrest, um, Oh, shit. Hang on. I can't, I can't remember. Thinking about it. You're looking it up, he, he, Amanda? Well, he, he I, the, the FBI, the female Bureau of Investigation, usually <laughs> is better than the FBI. <laughs> no, we got one. F, 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 FBI in my house means full-blooded Italian. Okay, that's <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. that's Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, what's his name? Like, He's really great, too. And it was the coolest thing is when he did the demo, yeah. He read the lyrics in Braille as he was singing it. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Um, yeah. He did a song. You can look Kid up Rock, too, is, is what Gordon, I heard. Gordon Moat? No, yes, yes, Gordon Moat. That's it. Yeah, Gordon Moat. There you go. You're welcome. Nice. That's, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, yeah, female great. Bureau of Investigation. Oh, so, um, that's this, uh, what I'm saying. I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. And this, this is how the song called Miracles came by. Uh -huh. uh, when I lost my 18-year-old son, about 10 days after the, uh, the funeral or the celebration of life, we went outside, mm. and it was a single white flower. And, um, and it had, we hadn't been in the house 12 years, so we, knew, we never saw it before. My right. son was named Trevor, so we call it Trevor's flower. So mm. 
couple of days later went out and the original flower closed up and there was five white flowers just like the first one right around it and uh, my wife went to, to the phone to tell me and the phone rang and it was the nurse from the organ donation she says i just want to tell you that five lives were saved from your son's gift wow. so i thought like how beautiful that was you know what i mean that yeah. you know that the flowers well that's a song called miracles and that's you know and uh and gordon he just killed it and it was beautiful i mean just yeah you know, and there's the whole thing like you know uh and and then i was i was doing an open uh an open mic and uh at this place and they had they used to video uh they had like a a website so anybody in the world could see the open mic so these people came in and said hey we want to get they told the manager can we get the the, the um the site can you somebody tell us how to get on it so i went down and hey, i'm tim mcgarry and here's the here's the thing here we go okay so all night like i'm seeing the wife she's like sort of crying like you know mm -hmm. we don't know why like i thought they were fighting and the husband comes up to me at you know the night he goes hey um i just want to tell you that uh i, I tell you that the husband goes i gotta tell you something i don't know how to say it and i go well go ahead and he goes that's my wife and her father has your son's heart Gosh. just happened to be there so like yeah so we've been oh. yeah so so yeah. i mean i've been you know and um and and uh he but the dad never wanted to meet us because he felt he always felt bad but they knew because they were on vacation when trevor died you know and and the stuff mm -hmm. like that so i mean i that's the thing is like um uh and then like i mean I, i've been through some serious spiritual you know i mean i had his ashes on the bed and and i have a friend of mine who is a uh it's a medium, right? She never asks for money. It's just she's just she's had it since she's been three. One of those kind of things. I'm sitting on the bed and it goes wham to black and wham to black, and I'm like, what the heck? You know what I mean? And then she calls me up. She goes, Trevor just showed you the accident. And I go, yeah. And, and I because I always thought like, dude, well, you're in pain. He goes, Dad, I'm never in pain. It's out. So I mean, so that was important to me because being a paramedic and seeing all the things that I've seen in my career, you know, and I was a flight medic, so you can imagine yeah. the stuff that I went to. Right, you know what I mean? The worst of the worst. Um uh so um and then like you know, and but the, the the thing is the beautiful thing about that whole thing, I know there's something after this. Because yeah. I've experienced too much stuff. I mean, I, I have a bunch of other stories, but you know, and then when I saw the van, the picture of the van that hit him, that was the one in the vision. I mean, okay, mm. that's too yeah, you know. Oh, and then the flower thing, ten years after the date of the accident was ten years. To the day, that single white flower came up for one day. Wow! Yeah, and, and I work with this doctor. He goes, well, maybe that's the way they. What? Wait, really? Is that what you believe? Like, yeah. Like, it's too, it's too many answers, right? There's too many things that happen that just you you yeah. can shrug off to. Yeah. Can explain. Yeah. 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 It's wild. It's that that yeah higher power is something bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just it's that just, you you. Know, you I mean, I just, you got me uh, praying I, too, right? Back to that song, praying. right? You got me uh, praying. I mean, you know, so. that's, I mean, I'll tell you that, like, you know, when I was in the middle of my addiction, you know, and uh, and uh, to the end, like, I just, you know, I was 50 pounds lighter. Uh, my liver was going, we had bumped hand. I, a band got a deal, uh, like a, um, uh, and it was out of a song that I wrote and they kicked me out of the band and I deserved it. You know what I mean? Cause I was fried and um you know but and i i, I wrote a song with uh, this guy uh, chaz sanford and nikki williams it's called i don't know love at all and that's really about my wife like because i still mm. to this day like how did you stay with me mm. how did you do it 
but see i wasn't really into drugs before that you know maybe you know a little beer and stuff like that maybe weed but that was it like but i wasn't i didn't like it i didn't like i didn't like the out of control sure and i and i was you know I was on tour with billy idol for 40 dates in the 80s can i say any more and so it was a, a crazy time and i just got hooked right. and i started smoking it and that was my downfall so yeah and, uh, but mm -hmm. you know and then i tell the story because i <clears throat> i was i should have been busted many times I was in New York City where I used to get my stuff and I knocked mm. on the store and this guy named Johnny and I go, hey, Johnny, it's Tim. And a cop opens the door. Hey, Tim, come on in. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, why are you here? And I go, I, you know, I got a bad habit. I was going to buy a quarter ounce. He goes, hmm, come on in the back. So I go in the back bedroom. There's 20 guys sit all zip tied and handcuffed on the floor. I didn't do nothing. This is great. You know, I go, Tim, tell them why you're here. I go, I got a bad habit. I was going to buy a quarter ounce. See, Tim tells the truth. Tim goes home. Get out. Oh, man. I was ready for Rikers. I would not do well in Rikers in New York City. You know what I mean? Especially back then. So, and the thing is, I think about it. If I was busted, you know, back then, I would never have been able to be a firefighter and a paramedic. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? And so, but I was clean many years before I got into that thing. So, yeah. so I mean, I, I've been, and there's other stories too that I, I should have been arrested. And I always somehow, you know, and I, I, I as my brother, Kevin, and I would say, he's my guardian angel, Kevin, mm. you know, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. He's like, and, I, and he came, he came to the meeting one time, he goes, yeah, I've seen Tim do real nice stuff and real stupid stuff. Like, like, <laughs> and, it's like, and he goes, oh yeah, that's him. Yeah, I know. One, one time I was playing, and this lady goes, okay, I don't know how to tell you this, but there's some, you know, like the spirit, this tall, blonde-haired kid dancing around you while you're playing. And that was my brother, Kevin. And, it is, and then when that medium goes like, yeah, Kevin just wants you to know that he's bigger than you. He's taller than you. It's like, and I go, <laughs> okay, I got it. That's my brother, you know? So, yeah. I, mean, I, re I mean, I remember the accident. I remember them, the ambulance. I remember the umbrellas over him and blankets and stuff. I mean, I, mm -hmm. and my, you know, people like, you used to remember that, you know? But that was my, yeah. that was my trauma, you know? And I think from then sure. it's like, you know, my anger. And I probably had PTSD because I was so little. I didn't know, you know, mm -hmm. and all that other stuff combined. But it yeah. makes great material for being a writer <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you get these writers and every time you talk to them, like, well, how was your, how was your family life? Oh. You know what I mean? Or is there something that happened that like, you know, that sure that tweaks it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I know James asked you this question last time, Tim, but uh, Robert, we always ask people we interview, what, what does that look, you know, obviously songwriters bring out emotions and feelings. So what's that song or artist or album that just hits you in a certain way? Like that, you know, song oh, is God. just so emotional that you, uh, I've read... Go ahead. I'd say uh, for me, it's Jacob Dylan's uh, Wallflowers, um, One Headlight. Yes. Yeah. Great That's story. A great song. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, believe it or not, I, I tell Tim that I think Tim sounds like him sometimes when he sings. Yeah. Well, especially like with another for the round. But I was going to say, for me, um, uh, Dave, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, they did like Don't Give Up. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That song. Yeah. I mean, that was a song that like, basically for me, cause I mean, you got, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I was suicidal, you know, mm. I almost got mm -hmm. my, I would I got my car going about a hundred miles an hour and I was going to run into a bridge in, in embankment. And then Gosh. I heard this voice go, no, just get help. 
Mm. I think it's my brother Kevin. And I, so I slowed down and I went to this hospital. And I said, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I was done. I was mm-hmm. just crying. Wow. I'm just done. And um, I'm so glad that you listened yeah. to that voice. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, but the thing is, you see, now I'm grateful for that experience. And people go, well, what? Why? I go, because I've helped so many other people that have had addictive right. problems. And unless I went mm-hmm. through that, so like, I can understand it. And at the same time, like, well, why would I listen to him? He never been that way. Oh, dude, yeah. I was there. I was totally powerless. He was kicking my butt. I was almost dead. I was suicidal. I was seeing things. I was hallucinating. Yeah, I was there. I get it. So, and, and, and from that, you know, when, when my, when at the funeral or the celebration of my son, I had people come up to me, goes like, Hey man, do you remember me like 10 years ago? And you, and I was in the ambulance and you talked to me and stuff. Well, I just want to tell you that I straightened my life out. I have wife and two kids, a house and a good job. You know what I mean? And so, and yeah. they were coming up to me. That, I mean, they were, you know, people to me, that's just like, if that doesn't get you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, and I, I, I feel like everything like God has got a great plan for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't exactly my plan, you know, like it never is, you know, never I, is. we, got, we make I, plans. I, God laughs. Yeah, he goes like, oh, yeah, it's exactly. laughs. Right. And you know what I mean? But I mean, you know, I mean, I, but I, I did a lot of traveling. I was in a merchant marine and I traveled all over, like, you know, Eastern Africa, Pakistan, Iran. I was in Jordan, Bangladesh, you know, Colombo, Ethiopia, Djibouti, Sudan, you know, Mogadishu. I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. know, all those places. And, you know, that was when I was 19 to 21, you know, so I experienced a lot of traveling that way. And then the South American stuff. And then, um, so, I don't know. I mean, it just, I, like I said, like, I just, I jump into stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, all the way. And yeah. what's happened is just, it gives me a broader view. Like, you know, we, me and my wife, we love traveling. Last year we went to, we went to Europe for 70 days. You know what I mean? It was like, it was so, you know, like two and a half months and it was so much fun. And, you know, and the people we met, you know, one time we're in Gorzio, Italy and we're in the bedroom. She goes, there's this look over here is a scorpion. I go, what? I go, yeah. So she, <laughs> let me, I got to take a picture of it. And she takes you like, where'd it go? I don't know. <laughs> so the whole night in the room, like, scorpion here somewhere, man. Like, you know, where is it? <laughs> put the light on before I put my feet on the floor. Like, you know, for real. So, yeah. put my shoes you know, on. So, yeah. You gotta watch out for your shoes. That's yeah, it. From a yeah, in Texas, Texas, we have yeah, right? we have scorpions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so <laughs> but so but you know, good things too. You know, and you know, yeah. like that. But I, you know, I love travel. I love people. You know what yeah. I mean? I just I've had good experiences. Like you know, we were one time we we're going through um, uh, that's Albania. Well, it's at Montenegro, and we didn't have the car. The right the uh, registration wasn't the the original because we were in a rental car. Hmm. So a guy goes, I can't let you through because you don't have the regular registration. So another guy comes in, a captain guy goes, Hey, listen, he goes, um, he goes, I know you're. I love Americans. We're all good. And I know you don't have the regular because you're in a rental car. You can't have the original. I'll tell you what I'll do. Let me call. Let me get on the phone. See what I can do. So he gets on the phone. He comes back. He goes, <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you through. But tomorrow you got to go through Albania because you're going to Greece. They're way stricter than us. But my best friend is a border guard there. I told him you're coming. He's letting you through. And he did. <laughs> like, wow. Like, everyone's, everyone's going like, <laughs> what? How, what? Did you give him anything? He wouldn't take anything. I, you know, I, said, I, I had some CDs, you know, I brought with me, you know what I mean? So, and, yeah. uh, you know, so, but um, no, so, yeah, I mean, and I think that when you have that, you ha- are good and you think good and you're positive and kind and respectful, 
the yeah. universe those are the people you get back those are the people you meet you know sure. and sure that's it so i don't know man so yeah live the so, life man you know I, well what one of the things that like i i, I loved about um you know, going back and listening to that episode is kind of hearing about everything that's happened um you know in in the past and this i think it's i think it's a modern uh, like apply to your life right yeah you're like um, you know you're it's not about like what you've done it's not about what's happened uh it's Mm. what you do with it right so like don't don't dwell on where you were at before take what you what happened what you learned from it and then mm-hmm. how can you how can you do better how can you help others do better and i, I think yeah. that's uh, you know uh, your your story has been great to to learn about so oh thank thanks you man for, yeah well that, you know me. i like sh- i like sharing it and the yeah. thing is you know the reason because also people that do have addictive properties when they think they can't do it they can i did it you yeah. can do it it's right. just about choices that's all it is you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you're finally yeah. like are you done you know i mean you can't make it it's like what the, the course making them go to rehab that's a waste that's a waste of money in the rear because they don't want to go. Yeah. You have to say, like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to be, I don't want to live this life anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. you know, and I'm, I mean, I see some of these, like, those things with, like, what's that one? In the, it, those intervention in the, programs are stupid. I mean, <laughs> they're just stupid programs. They don't work. And, and, no. Person no, walks they, out the door, walks out of rehab, and goes right back to doing it. Yeah. yeah. They're not ready yet. You know, I mean, the they're thing not is, ready. I mean, I mean, when I, when I went to rehab, the first one out of like 20, I think it was like, I don't know, 25 people in there, like 24 were back, you know? And then, and then, and then I went out, I would have had an extra two years, but I started drinking. And then I, one night I said, yeah, let's get some stuff. And I did. And I was right back. So that's when I decided like, I don't touch any alcohol. I teach nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just, it's not in my life anymore. I don't do it. Yeah. And it's funny because like, you know, I play bars and stuff like that, you know, and had open mics and doesn't that bother you? No, not at all. Cause I wa- I love watching people being stupid and drunk. <laughs> hey, Evan, that girl's hot. Hey, you want to? <laughs> I go, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's you're right. get, you're definitely luck getting lucky tonight, brother. Yeah. <laughs> when you're slurring like that and drooling on yourself, yeah, yeah, and you're all covered with your own beer because you spilled it on you, you're just oh, yeah. like, yeah, you're you're definitely a hot ticket. She wants you, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> No. Well, so, so, so Robert, I was able to find your yes. your website, robertpaulband.com, but I was unable yes, to find all your other social medias. Do you have any other social medias? Uh, yeah, I have my Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. um, that is called, you know, I don't know how that, ad, uh, what do you call that address? Yeah. It's, it's Robert, the Robert Paul Band. Okay. Facebook. Okay. And there's that. Yeah. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You can download it. Yeah. Stream it on all the sites, right? And if you want a CD, if you want a CD, just go to Robert Paul and he'll send you one out. Cool. I would be glad to send you one. And Robert Paul. Is that okay? (laughs) I think I have a CD player in my car still. Oh my God. Look at her. I do. I definitely do. I I, I listen to these in my car. They're hard to find. 
It's an option now, you know. Yes, I know. It's an option. I know. But I, you know, I like it because sometimes when you have a CD, I like I, CDs. Yeah, I can listen I to what I want to listen to, not what's on the playlist that somebody made for me. I like vinyl records. I just, I just like listening to songs back to back. Yeah. You I know, like no, yeah. no clicking. Right. And, right. I don't know. Sometimes I, and I'm, I think I'm right, but artists put those songs in that order on their album for a reason. For a reason. We did. Yeah. We did that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for us. So listening straight through, I think, gives you a clearer picture of the yeah. artist's vision and the. Tells a story. Yeah. Tells a little story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the uh, yeah, thing is, like, also, I mean, too, like, you know, you, you have songs that are like, you know, they're rocking, some of them like a little slower, some of them like, you know, more medium, some telling a story, some are just like having fun, like, woohoo, you know, that kind of right. stuff. You know, like that one life, you know, like the whole thing, we're going to live this life, don't believe that lie, you're not good enough. That's, mm. a, that's an anthem for everyone. All of us. Because yeah. we've heard that you're not good enough, you know, the <clears> negative <throat> thing. You ain't good enough. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are good enough. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Live in the present and do what you, you know and do it. Just go for it. And yeah. you know, and that's that's something I totally believe in. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a total optimist and it's worked for me. <laughs> so you know <laughs> there you and, go. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out, but I don't go, okay, don't work out right now. It's okay. You know, it's okay. Yeah. A lesson. A lesson yeah. and then and I you know, there's a guy that um uh, what's his name? And he had talks a story about like this this guy comes down, he goes, uh God goes, well, but what do you want to learn this time when you come down? He goes, well, I want to learn about being uh, reliant on myself and about forgiveness. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to make your dad a drunk and a felon. He's going to leave you when you're four. You're not going to forgive him until you're 50. And he's like, whoa, that really sucks for my dad. And he goes, oh, no, no, your dad loves you. He knows you want to learn that to learn about forgiveness. So he's going to be that person so you can learn that lesson. Now, if you take that from here to here, right, maybe those people that were like, weren't your the best people to you mm -hmm. maybe on purpose you know what Ooh. i mean because you had mm -hmm. to learn that lesson you had to yes. you know had to learn that. Like that and and the thing is and that's okay so that so now when stuff like that happens i go yeah okay i got it and like you know like you're on the express line and there's a 90 year old woman counting change and she has 25 things <laughs> you know it's like okay yeah. let's see here's a quarter what like, here's a dollar like and i'm going like thank you for teaching me patience today <laughs> and i think sometimes those are the times where you find the people and the stories and you know it's they're yeah. interesting oh, yeah. it's a chance to meet and slow down True. Oh, yeah. right slow down a little bit and be in that present moment when, right. when i was a, when i was the first paramedic when i had this lady she was, she was 100 years old and she fell. They just wanted me to check her out. She was the first female saxophone player in the world. Wow. Go, that is the coolest thing ever. And she was a oh. flapper. Her, her dad was a minister. Kicked her out of the house because she was playing in a jazz band. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah devil yeah. music, you know? <laughs> but, the devil there, yeah. But she lived in a, uh, she lived in a really nice um, assisted living. So yeah. whatever she did, she did it right. Because yeah. she was in a nice place, so. But I thought, how cool is that, you know? And my, my grandfather pitcher, right? He's my great grandfather. Now he was ninety-five when I was five, right? Mm. He saw Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> like I was like, when I was a boy, Lincoln. <laughs> I saw him in cars. Like, what the hell? <laughs> played, well, no, how, his, how do you know that's his, true? I mean, he, uh, he's, no, it's, he, it's, he's it's, the only it's, one still alive. That's right. Well, he's not alive now, but. The yeah. thing I was gonna, what I was going to say is 
he um he played his violin to the end he started the first all women's orchestra or band in ohio mm-hmm. you know and he was a painter and the other and like he's he put his overhauls on when he painted when he took them off he had tie on totally old school right i mean just you know <laughs> yeah. and he's dressed like okay and then yeah and nicest he's a nice little guy but i thought it was the coolest thing because i'd be in you know, a five years old and he, a song would come on violin come out you know yeah i have his violin here i don't i can't <laughs> play his violin but it's i i it's a it's an heirloom and it's yeah. a hope too it's actually a good violin you know so. and it's, it's i think it's that reminder right that music crosses all generations and oh, cultures yeah. and mm-hmm. all of that so yeah. right yeah. it's all yeah. about music brings right. us together awesome. that's right yes it does Absolutely. Listen, man, it's been so great with you guys tonight. Thanks oh so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for your we, your time. They usually, blast. They usually cut us off after ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They usually cut us off after ten minutes. This gonna be one of those things. Like, how many episodes we're gonna do this one? So <laughs> right. episode you know ten. You know, you know, you edit the hell out of this thing. <laughs> hey. Listen, we're you guys come back anytime you want. Yeah, please come back. We had so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. Oh, I want, like, I want more gonna... stories from the road. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some more. We, we need to have a an E Another episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Have an E version. Yeah. E version. Yeah. 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 The adult version. Right. The adult right. version of oh. stories with Jim. Stories with Jim. I'm, I'm here for it. But we're gonna oh. we're gonna be releasing a new single like every six weeks. Okay. Okay. So, I'm so excited yeah. to so that, hear we'll more. Oh, the first single is "You Got Me Praying." Right. You got me praying. And the next one will be when love comes around. Okay, and this is our third single too, or no? We're just doing two singles. Oh, well, no, we're, we're we, going to do one at a time. We're all singles. We're, oh, we're all singles. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We're just going to, you know, we're okay. going to work every song. Okay. That's yeah. the way we wrote. What's, what's, Sam, Fantastic. What's your favorite? Mine? What's your favorite? Your favorite, James. Um, mine is, uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, well, hold on, let me. What did it say? Because oh. I was listening to it today. Yeah. And How about you? I I love She's Long Gone. Yeah. She's Long Gone, yeah. So she's Long Gone was, was, uh, was mine, too. It, isn't that funny? It's got the banjo in it, and then all of a sudden, like, the rock the rock chorus <laughs> comes in. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, I thought so he was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was kidding. I said, you know, this is a country song. He said, don't worry about it. I, I got this. I mean, I got this. Just do it. It's funny, Again, right? it's right. Like, it's not, it's not the, uh, the genre or it's music speaks for itself. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm glad you guys like him. And so, yeah, we're just out there. You know, we, get, right. we got a bunch of new songs. You know, we're going to start. So we're going to, We'll finish yeah. this record and then we'll get another record going. We'll try to get one like maybe like once every uh, eight, nine months, a new record come mm-hmm. out, you know? That would be spectacular. Um, thank you all so much and, for and being thank here. Thank you. And I thank nice you, to meet you for supporting us too, man. And nice to meet yes. you guys, all right? Yeah. So, nice yeah. And, and if you could share this for us, that'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So everyone, and, yeah, make sure you check out Robert Paul Band and their new album. Yeah. I have uh, one too. Yeah, lucky number seven. Uh, I downloaded it, you know, and I'm a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, shameless plug, they call it. Hey, we're all about plugs around here. We're here for that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My my favorite song was "When When Love Comes Around." Love comes around. That'll be your second. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I enjoyed them all, and like I said. 
my partner, he was dancing on the veranda. We're going to sound fancy. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a song title, Dancing on the Veranda. Dancing on the Veranda. That, okay, you're, nice you're welcome. You're welcome. Also, Thank you. I'm right Yeah, down. he and I joke that, that, yeah, well, I'm a little country. He's a little rock and roll, but we meet in the that's middle. That's kind of been our joke. <laughs> oh, I love so There you go, another. There you go. The Osmonds, right. let's go. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tim, Robert, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, everybody, uh, Robert Paul Band, thank Lucky you. Number 7. Uh, stay tuned for all the uh, singles coming out over the next uh, coming weeks. And gentlemen, thank you again. Thank you. Uh, come uh, back thanks. anytime. We thoroughly enjoyed it. You guys oh, take so much. Fun. Thank you all. Love you guys. You guys have a great day. Bye. Thank you, guys. Take care, all right, bye-bye.